Hey, dream chasers and aspiring game changers. I'm your brand coach, Lindria Reynolds, and welcome back to another episode of Next Level Brand Behavior. So today I have a treat for you. I have Miss Tahiti Spears on the mic. Hey, Tahiti. Hey. Tahiti is definitely a creative mastermind. Um, I've known Tahiti since she was in grad school and I was freelancing with her. So we were like at the same design firm um, freelancing and she was interning and she was bad, but she's even better now. So I'm so proud of you and you're so amazing. So thank you for joining me for this creative conversation today. Yes, anytime, especially for you. (laughs) (laughs) So yes, yes. So Tahiti is doing some big things. Um, She is one of like, I would say one of the best um, designers in Chicago and probably in the nation. Um, Tahiti's work has been seen across many types of mediums from products to magazine design to branding. And so she's just so fluid at what she does and she just has a diverse portfolio and she's, she even has celebrity clients. Come on now. So how many people have celebrity clients? I'm trying to get on that level. Tahiti. So <laughs> And so you're in for a treat today because she has a story for you and she has some nuggets for you today. So Tahiti, the first question I always ask my guests is, what's your creative love story? I would have to say my creative love story basically started, I would say from the jump, from like just out of the womb, like at four years old, like my parents knew I had like this creative you know, vibe to me. Like my father was like a great illustrator along with my brother. And I just used to watch them and kind of be their shadow and mimic what they do. But then it's like, once I got to high school and joined the yearbook club and I'm like, okay, I can actually take any design that I desire and make it something digital. And then it becomes print. So it was like, oh, here's a new level for me. And it's just honestly, like my parents and people around me always pushing me to be like, oh, you're really good at, you know, doing this. Or I was always that girl doodling on notebooks or people are coming to me like specialize my folder or something like that. So it's always just been around me. So the love story is just like always been there. And I would have to say my my father is the man who put the pen in my hand in order to help me progress and get to like where I am today. Um, After, you know, high school. It was like college. I really didn't know what I wanted to do, but I always remember the great saying is like, choose something that's going to make you happy when it really doesn't feel like work and more so will feel like a hobby. So you're never really stressing about it. Once I actually got into like more graphic design classes, I was like, it was the class I enjoyed going to. It was the class I have never missed a day for. I woke up on time, had my laptop ready for whatever creative juices the professor was going to give me, and I was ready to push something out. Um, And then grad school became another um, segment or love story, I would have to say, because it was where I met those high stake people that work for like Bauhaus and work for like all these luxurious companies in Europe, like Marc Jacobs and, you know, Chanel and things like that. So I just noticed from that point, like, oh, I can really be in love with this because it has multiple different tiers. It's more than just, you know magazines. It's more than just, you know, 
logos or things like that. Like you said, there's many different mediums. So my love just constantly grew from the little girl from four years old to the woman I am today. Nice. That's a beautiful story. And something that you said that stood out to me was choosing to do something that makes you happy where it feels like a hobby. Um, And I think that's so important when we're out here doing the work that we love to do. I always tell people, I don't believe in jobs. I believe in doing something that adds value to your brand and you should be happy doing it. You should love doing it. Um, So I love that you said that. It kind of takes me into my next question because, you know, you are also an art director for the business, um, the American Bar Association, while also balancing your own business. So you're the founder of um, 0514 Designs. And so with doing what you love to do and doing what makes you happy where it feels like a hobby, I'm just curious as to how do you preserve your creativity while balancing, you know, a full-time job as well as your business. And it still feels like a hobby. You know, even as creatives, we get exhaustion and we get creative blocks. So I'm just curious as to how do you preserve your creativity while balancing a full-time job and doing your own business? And it can still feel like a hobby. I mean, the first thing off the jump is honestly just time management is the way I'm balancing most of this. I think you had to create somewhat of a schedule in order to balance multiple things. It's just like for any woman, how does she balance, you know, her job and being a mother? Like she's creating the time and finding and learning day by day or step by step or literally becoming a student in order to learn something. So I would have to say the way I preserve my creativity is um, allowing myself to have creative space. We all have the ability to create time for things that we love. And that's what I have, you know, done, you know, here in my future, you know, endeavors and whatnot. Um, The way I usually function in order for me to know, like, you know, I'm getting things completed. My one thing is like, as soon as I get into the office, I'm like, I have to write everything down, every job that has to be done that day or completed or things that I just need to tackle. And it's so satisfactory. It's so much satisfaction. um, Once you begin to scratch those items out, it's like a feeling of completion and whatnot. Um, but for me, as far as like the full-time job, I'm lucky to say my full-time job is highly flexible. It's more corporate. So, you know, I can't really steer myself too much outside the box. So I know my lane, but when it comes to my personal business, I get that whole creative box where I can go as, you know, crazy as I want to. And from there, I'm really just preserving my creativity morally on my own side business because I use the world around me. I'm always looking at the ways people implement design into things. And the trick is for me is I try to look at something and I try to figure out how can I not dumb that design down, but how can I design that in less time than someone else has with the same quality pretty much presented. Um, In between the nine to five, somehow I always find time. Sometimes you're going to eliminate you know, that leisure that you have, like your lunch break on my lunch break. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to just stay at my desk or during my lunch break. I'm just not eating. I'm looking, you know, on Behance. I'm looking up all these new different websites in order to see what's current just to keep myself update. Cause you never want to fall short because that's when, you know, you begin to lose the race or, you know, you're not, you know, that prominent where people want to really work with you. 
So preserving the creativity is honestly looking at the world around you and just seeing how you can take someone's idea and implement it and create it on your own. Sometimes even in my free time, I create fake brands just to test my own ability. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I love it. I love that you're constantly learning. I mean, in order to stay relevant, you have to constantly learn and it can be sacrificial. It can truly be sacrificial. Have you had to, you know, make any big sacrifices in order to, you know, stay in this creative game and stay relevant and just stay on, you know, what you're doing and making sure that you're successful? I mean, I'll honestly say I have sacrificed a couple of things. Like when people meet me, they're just like, how do you balance all of this so well? And honestly, I've created a space in my mind where I just like want to be the best. I've sacrificed plenty of times of like missing small family occasions, but I've created this um, self-care that I don't, I do not like to work on the weekends. So if I, you know, didn't happen to catch you during that week or that happy hour or, you know, whatever event that you had, I will more than likely make it up to you on the weekend. Cause that's my, my space to do whatever. So I have sacrificed things, but more than likely, you have to make it up because you can't let the work overwork you. You still have to have your life in between those hours and those lines. Right, right. No, I love that you mentioned self-care um, because that's a, especially for women, that's a really tough topic. It seems like we're always, you know, on the go and we have so many things to balance and friendships, motherhood, family, you know, just there's just so much to do. So I love that you mentioned that, you know, your self-care is to make sure that you're not working on a weekend so that you can give that time um, back to yourself, give that energy back to yourself um, and to the people around you um, that you love. And so thanks for mentioning self-care because that's a great way to preserve your creativity in itself. It really is. It keeps you so balanced. And then it's nice to not be so much in that box where you're like always working, like on the weekends, you know, is your time to like go work out, go hang with your friends. Me, more than likely, I'm going to visit my parents and chop it up with them. What's the new news? What's going on at church or something like that? Like, it's just your time to, like, have your fun. And a smile and a giggle goes so far beyond just, like, working hard and grinding like crazy. That that That's the satisfaction, to, to put smiles and laughs and feel hearts within your same moment of building your success. Right. Right. Nice. So I feel like you, my next question, I feel like you touched a little bit on it um, when you're talking about staying relevant and researching what's happening in design. What are, what are the current design trends and just staying on your game. Even the fact that you create mock designs, mock brands, just to continue to practice your craft, you know? So my question is, Design is a pretty competitive space. I mean, you have a lot of people who are popping up saying that they're designers, (laughs) you know, and then, you know, we have all these different creative platforms that have popped up where people are able to use um, these platforms to create their own flyers or their own brand. I'm not going to mention the platforms because they're not paying me. So (laughs) they're popping up. (laughs) And so I'm just curious in this, you know, competitive space that we're in where, you know, there are so many people who are designers and, you know, 
How do you differenti- differentiate your brand to stand out in such a saturated space? I would have to say the way I separate myself is I feel like often designers, they design for themselves. I design for the client. And more than likely, that's when I get the best return because I'm not always just thinking about me. Like at the end of the day, I'm returning your baby back to you. It's something that, you know, you had invested in, something that you created, something that you developed the name, the marketing and the strategy. So, you know, I'm doing my job and that's what you came to me for. So more than likely, you know, that's how I constantly keep this communication and that growth and, you know, that exposure is, you know, going around. And like I said, from the jump, the best thing to do in order to separate yourself from other is research people with the, who are within your same field. You have to see what people are doing because at a certain point you are the student. You just can't jump directly into the game like, oh, I'm the best. Oh, I'm the lead. You know, we can say that for our own personal ego, but more than likely when you are, you know, really good at what you do is because you've gotten that, gotten to that point where others are saying it for you, you know, say it about yourself. Um, and then uh, I would have to say my best characteristic is sometimes you have to remain very minimal because you overthink things. That's when, you know, things just become very cluttered. The minimal thought process is really helpful and it helps for consumers to understand, for, you know, me to understand. My, my best bet to always give my customers is I'm trying to make sure that I turn your verbals into visuals. So if I can easily do that, I'm separating myself from others that usually, you know, they'll just create something just because, you know, oh, I gave you a name. Here's your logo or here's your brand. I didn't. But I actually go through a process of thinking, how can it be used on multiple different platforms from digital to print to animation? I want to give you something that's timeless. I'm not just trying to take your money. I'm trying to give you something where you honestly don't have to return to me. The reason you're returning to me is because more than likely you just want to expand. And I want to keep you as a client. I can say I've done a great job where I've had people was like, I went through multiple different graphic designers and art directors, but they just didn't offer me all of the files that you did. They didn't offer me all of the consistency that you did. They're not available as you are. Like I live in an Apple world. I have probably every freaking product. So I'm always available in order to get, you know, in contact with for, to make adjustments. And I wouldn't say, you know, think of other designers as your competition. Think of them as also, you know, a buddy to collaborate with. Everything that I do, I can do in the beginning of, you know, my process or even now, like I know what I'm great at, but I know there's another person that's 20% greater than I am. So it's like, why not hit them up and say, you know what? I got a budget. How about you help me? And I bring you in. They're going to bring something new to the table. And once again, while I'm still really good, I'm still a student in the process, no matter what part of the success or game that, you know, I'm in. I would have to say just constantly be open to collaborate with people because everyone is in your competition. But you also have to be mindful that, you know, read vibes and read energy. Some people are out to get you, but not always the case. Yeah, that's true. I'm I'm so glad you mentioned um, collaboration. I mean, that's how we work together. When we, when we were freelancing together, it was purely collaboration. It was like, we have a common goal. We're trying to meet the needs of these clients and, you know, we're going to create something and whatever they choose, we're happy for each other, you know, because we met the need of the client and it worked out and everybody got paid. (laughs) Yes. We're trying to make 
it's a two-way job. You know, I think, you know, sometimes, sometimes people's insecurities um, allow them to believe that there's not a space for everyone to win. And there is a space for everyone to win. We're all uniquely created. And so there is opportunity for everyone because we were created so uniquely that no one can take your space. (laughs) No one can take what is for you. And so um, I'm so glad you mentioned um, collaboration because I think that we can we can stunt our growth as creator creatives if we always think that someone's out to get us. So we're always thinking we have we have to compete with someone, and you know you you will miss out on a really great opportunity. You really will because it's just it's like even you mentioned um, previously from one interview you uh, did, Lashawn. Like somehow I got kind of close to him, and he just honestly just starts spitting content out to me. Like, you know, this is a great platform for, for you to find like stock images. And this is for you to get, you know, high quality fonts and things like this. Like he was just giving it to me like as a freebie. Cause he was just like, I love what you're doing because it's like, you got to pass it on to the next generation because you want to see people do great no matter what stage that they're in. So why hold that knowledge? Exactly. Exactly. I love that you also mentioned that you're accessible um, and that you're really thoughtful. And that's so important, you know, to be thoughtful with um, interacting with different clients. And so I love that you mentioned that you're thoughtful and you take into um, account all of the elements that a client may need in order to make their business successful. And so um, I'm so glad you mentioned that. Yeah, I I have to be thoughtful because I think that's what has honestly gotten me so far where I am just from the fact like I feel like my personality has it was just like I love working with you it was like your energy is always there and once again like I said I never work for me or I never develop for me I develop for them so it's like I'm creating something that you are very proud of in the end and I I know very well that you will give my credit give me credit at the end of the day so I mean Anybody that's starting a business, I feel like your personality has to be on point. You have to create an energy where people constantly want to work with you. Exactly. So the the title of my podcast is Next Level Brand Behavior. And I think that when you're working a full-time job and you're amazing at what you do within your full-time job um, and you have your own business, you know, it's a lot of work. And to me, that's next level just to even take your, to be in a space where you're, you already have income coming in and you already have a responsibility to a group of people and then to start your own. So that's so next level to me. And so, and there are some people out here who want to take their gift to the next level. They may not want to have the constraints of working for, you know, for someone, but even if you have a client, you're still working for someone, but they may not want to work in a cubicle, (laughs) you know, um, for the rest of their lives. And they may have this amazing idea to start their own business. And, but they're afraid, they're afraid of failure. They're afraid that their brand may not get, um, good visibility. And so as someone who has successfully done this, you know, what advice would you give that person? Stop procrastinating. (laughs) Stop procrastinating. Like literally just go with your gut. It is trying to tell you something. It wants you to start something. It wants you to be great. Um, Like I said, we all have time for things that we really desire and that we want. 
You have to just sit down and find those pockets where you can create something. And it's okay to fail. We've honestly all heard that before. Like failing is okay. I would say literally just try to put something out there, but just don't at the jump put something out there. Think with, you know, a real structured idea. Like if you're going to put, let's say, a new clothing brand or something out there, honestly, look at other people's websites. Look at, you know, manufacturers. Look at quality. And think of a name that, you know, is easy to pronounce pronounce or whatnot. You know, you want to think of all the small things because all of those things pretty much matter. You know, you want to think of the income and you want to think what income do you want back in return as far as like your profit. I think it's all just honestly fear within people that, you know, they are not able to start their own business. With me, this is kind of not to say an easy business to eventually hop into, but I found that, you know, I love my nine to five, unlike, you know, a lot of people do. So this is a rare occasion, but I found that I had plenty of time on my hand and I was just like, well, how about I do something with this? And I, you know, I started going to networking events and I realized that there was a gap right there that a lot of people were looking for, you know, designers. And I'm like, well, I do that. I have plenty of time to create that space in order to help others. Um, And then that's pretty much how I started my business. You have to find something where there is a void in order to fill that pocket. It's just like most of these new companies that we kind of have now, like Airbnb, honestly, they found a void that, you know, people need somewhere to stay when they're out of town. But honestly, it's an easy process. You just find a home, you book it and you're gone. Uber found an easy process. People needed rides to a specific place. They created a platform where, you know, people could do it. Most of the time, the idea is already invested in you and it's so easy I feel like people overthink what they want their side hustle to be. Like if you are good at cooking, honestly, your side hustle could be that you are a chef. You can do meal prepping. Honestly, if you are a great painter, but people might not be buying your big murals at this point, not say think small, but start somewhere where people will eventually start to see your work. You know, maybe do like live paintings, face paintings, or, you know, do small paintings and sell them at a price point you know, or go to someone's office and say, maybe you need artwork in here to make your room more inviting to, you know, your your consumers or whoever is coming there. So there's multiple different ways to start. You just have to think really hard, like, how am I going to figure this out? How is this going to work for me? Because it's always there. And I just feel like a lot of people procrastinate on an idea and say like, oh, I'll start it next year. Oh, you know what? I don't have the income to do something. Honestly, a lot of businesses you don't really need a ton of money. You just need to get the idea out there. And if you have a good circle around you, more than likely someone's going to know someone that can really help and benefit you at the end of the day. Well, that's some good advice. Thank you for sharing that. That's some ex- Actually, that's excellent advice. Um, somebody said before, um, failure is not starting. And I truly believe that. Yeah. You failed if you didn't start. <laughs> so, Tahiti, you have a new venture. Um, she makes Chicago. And I think this is pretty awesome. And I don't know a lot about it. And I'm sure there are some women out here who need to know what She Makes Chicago is about, especially if you have your finger on it. So please share with us, what is She Makes Chicago? So She Makes Chicago is actually a platform that was started um, by a, two young ladies named Alex and Melody. And the platform is pretty much, is going to be the base in Chicago due to the name. It's a platform for women to honestly have like a job board to share like all of our different abilities. Like if you need someone that, you know, does graphic design or does, you know, 
sculpturing or does event planning, we want to create a platform where you can find that woman, you know, in order to work with. And um, as well, we'll, we have a board where, you know, we can meet up together and create just this community of, you know, entrepreneurs or like me, a nine to nine type of girl where you create this, you know, connection and sisterhood, like a large sorority for Chicago of creatives, just in case, you know, you want to meet up with people. Or if you're new here and you just came to Chicago, also there's a board where you can just post conversations about, you know, if you're struggling on something, say if I'm doing a design and, you know, some new software came out, but I have the slightest clue how it works, but I really want to know, hopefully someone within that job board of Chicago women can really help or even be inviting to meet with me at a coffee shop. And then we'll always post events that's going on in Chicago just to support other Chicago um, women events. And also we're open to it just not being for Chicago women because the world we live in now, we have all these, you know, concepts of like non-binary people don't want to be called him or she. So, you know, the trans community, we're open to everybody, but the focus is primarily Chicago itself. Yeah. So, I mean, that's really awesome. I, I think that what you're doing is really important. And where we are today in society, you hear terms like boss babes and women inspiring women and black girl magic. And, you know, in your opinion, you know, I think you touched on it a little bit already. Could you elaborate a little bit more as to why is this important? Why does she make Chicago so important for um, society today? I think it's very important just because like, I know there is a lack of people communicating as far as like with multiple different creatives. A lot of people say like, I can't find a creative in this realm of work in Chicago specifically. And we're everywhere. Like we have a ton of people that work in different, you know, parts of the creative or entrepreneur realm. So I think it's important that we allow this platform to be open to the public in order to share. So you never feel and fear that, you know, you can't find that woman or you can't find that specific need um, because we are all open to help one another. And I think it's nice that, you know, a ton of people have reacted to She Makes Chicago. It's, it's fairly fresh, but we've gotten a lot of great feedback about a lot of people that want to put themselves up, you know, as, you know, a lead for graphic design, fashion design or any, you know, need that is, you know, needing to be offered to the community. So I'm happy that we created this space because we saw that there was a pocket that wasn't being fulfilled. This is awesome because it just really seems like another opportunity for collaboration amongst women. All right, Tahiti, so what's next for you? You are an art director. You have your own design business. You have celebrity clients. You got some amazing stuff going on and you're part of this this new business, um, She Makes Chicago. So what else is next for Tahiti? Honestly, what is next for me? I am trying to find a way to slow down a tad because I actually wanted to create new platforms. Um, like I want to create a Skillshare because a lot of people come to me as I post sometimes on my social media and I post like my process of how I've created like maybe a, a social media platform or a website or something like that. So I want to show people like, it's fairly, not fairly easy, but you can do it on your own due to whatever time you have during the day. So I want to Skillshare where I can maybe show how you can maybe create a quick website for those, you know, women that are procrastinating and think like, oh no, I can't do it. I want to create, you know, that idea that 
here's a quick, easy one, two, three step to starting, you know, your brand. If you don't have the money in order to create a brand, maybe I can show you different platforms and how do you create a quick logo and, you know, how do you make it actually look like a great quality piece? I feel like for my personal brand, I always tell people like I have Chanel. Um, I offer you Chanel, but for a Zara price. <laughs> so I want to create the Skillshare definitely to share all of my skills to um, people. And also it's another source of income, which I can never be mad at. But another great thing that I am excited about, I just partnered with this media company called Gumbo Media. And they're creating this very heavy duty book that'll be like a table piece. And hopefully it can be expanded to go to like Barnes and Nobles, but it's going to be a great book that's beyond just like a regular magazine that has like current events or current news. It's more so going to be a book that's sharing timeless pieces about African-Americans, about like our identity, about our beauty. And we're sharing all different type of art from across the world, getting tons of poetry, um, artists, painters. And it's just going to be a piece where you can see yourself and also travel from the future and back. So that's probably the most exciting thing that I'm ready to share uh, when it comes. And it shall be released hopefully in January 2020. Okay, that is okay. That's cool. I'm looking forward to that. I just wrote that down. <laughs> so I will be looking for that. <laughs> so that's exciting, Tahiti. Um, you have such a wealth of knowledge um, as it relates to brand development um, and just design in itself. And so you have a lot to offer the world. So I'm so excited for whatever you have coming up and, you know, whether you're educating someone about how to, you know, build their brand and elevate their brand or partner with someone else. I'm just sure, I'm sure it's going to be great. And so thanks for sharing that. And I hope whoever's listening wrote that down and they're following you. And if they have not followed you, tell them how they can find you. (laughs) And easily find me from personal to professional. So my personal is Tahitian treat. If you know the pop, it is specifically spelled the same way. So Tahitian underscore treat and for professional work please follow 0514 design follow both and promise i promise you i always follow back (laughs) (laughs) thank you for sharing that tahiti and thank you so much for sharing your story story and sharing you know some amazing tips you dropped some nuggets today um and you know you're what you shared today truly, you know, solidifies why you are who you are in, you know, this industry. And so um, I'm so excited for you and all that you're doing. And um, I hope someone was inspired today by your story. So I would just say to anybody who's listening, if you need to rewind this back, I can give you a quick overview. You need (laughs) to be thoughtful in your creativity. You know, you need to also make sure you're okay with collaborating. You need to be accessible. Um, You need to always be relevant and innovative. So know that you're constantly learning. Um, And Tahiti, let me know if I'm missing something that's like really quick that they they need to take away. Um, 
I think you hit all the points. My my last thing would be is like life is tough, but so are you. So just jump in the pool. You you might drown the first time, but you'll get back up. I love it. Life is tough, and so are you. Yes. <laughs> well, that's it today. Um, thank you again, Tahiti. I hope someone is inspired by this conversation. Um, if you want to learn more about Tahiti, please follow her on social media. If you need some really dope designs and branding, you need to also contact her. Look at her website. and. Oh. Yes, because um, she will not disappoint. I I know firsthand. I know her work. And so she's pretty amazing. And that's all I have today. Thanks again, Tahiti. Thank you. I love this. <laughs>